Hey, good morning, everybody. We're uh, coming to you live from Next Edge Academy here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, a great friend of ours, Bruce Hoyer, runs a phenomenal academy over here. And if you ever just uh, want to come check it out, it's over here on East 8th Street. And, and I know he would love to have you. So I'm here uh, today. It's been, we've had a hiatus. We've been on the road and putting in thousands of miles this summer, working out thousands of kids. And so we haven't had much of an opportunity to get into the studio to do much podcasting. And I know we've got kind of a laundry list of things that we would like to cover over the next few months. And kind of wanted to start today just with a little bit of recap. So I, I want to welcome everybody uh, who's watching and viewing today. i got uh, our, our colleagues with us today, Jordan Long and, and uh, a newbie to the podcast situation, <laughs> uh, Coach Sam Willard. Uh, uh, Sam was uh, talking a little bit earlier today. He hasn't been interviewed since he was over in Japan, and he's kind of used to having to have a translator over there. So if you if you notice any long pauses in between his sentences, it's not that Sam's a little bit slow. It's just that he's he's waiting for the Japanese translator to kick in. So I don't want to alarm anybody on, on Please that. Please forgive me today, but uh, we'll, we'll get through it together. <laughs> Uh, you know, we've got a variety of topics that we're going we're gonna to actually tape a couple of our podcasts today. When we get done with the live show, we've got some really cool things we want to talk about that we think are worthwhile. And we really wanted to kind of wrap up a little bit about our summer and kind of where we've been at and what we've done. And, and then we really wanted to talk about what our hopes are for the next uh, few months and kind of as we continue to move forward with Sacred Hoops and uh, what our vision is for the future for our kids in South Dakota. So, um, We'll talk a little bit, all three of us, about our experience. I think that's a great thing to talk about as we got started. You know, we were in about four months into this venture, and when we first started, we really didn't know where we were going to be and, and how many kids we were going to be able to target and all those things. It's when you start something new, you don't know where you're going to be at. And uh, it's been overwhelming. I, I just want to start personally, I want to start by saying thank you. I want to say thank you to all the parents. Uh, who've entrusted us with their kids, and I know what a big responsibility that is and something we do not take lightly. I also really want to thank the high school coaches. Uh, being a 17-year high school coach myself, I know that it's not easy to trust just anybody to come in and work with your kids. That's your program. Those are your kids. Uh, you get a lot of time invested into what you're doing, and, and I know how important that is. So for us to be able to work, we had 100 and 41 high school program workouts this summer. And, and when I tell people that, I don't, it doesn't even register. Like how, do you, how do you do 141 workouts in one summer? And, and I, I explained to them, you know, when we have a high-quality number of coaches, we're able to go out in many days. We had six, seven workouts a day throughout South Dakota. So I really want to say thank you to you coaches. And then the last thank you um, is to the athletes. We have been able to work with thousands of athletes this summer, and it's a joy for us to work with kids who work hard and who really want to become better. And uh, I know it's been a lot of fun for me. So from to start today, I just wanted to say thank you um, to those three. And then a quick shout-out, too, to our coaches. Um, the three of us would not be able to do what we do with Sacred Hoops if it wasn't for all the coaches out there who work for us and who tirelessly put in tons of time to work with kids to help them get better and not just teach the game of basketball, but more importantly, teach the game of life. And we are very blessed to have outstanding coaches in our program. So I wanted to start today just by saying thank you. Um, I'm going to turn it over to Jordan and, and Sam here as well. But as we're going, we really want you all who are watching today, uh, if you have any questions for us about Sacred Hoops, any topics that you would like us to talk about this morning, um, go ahead and shoot them out over Facebook. And if we select your topic this morning or your question, uh, we will also send you out some uh, awesome Sacred Hoops gear, which Coach Willard needs a lot more of. I'm going to so. get a t-shirt. So <laughs> I might ask a couple questions today just so I can try to get some gear sent my way. But. Uh, Coach Willard, just coming in overseas, coming into South Dakota, back to your home. 
um, being able to be a part of this. What, what were some of your biggest takeaways? Well, like you said, I mean, anywhere from the coaches to the athletes, uh, just the dedication has been incredible. I mean, we're going to some schools where the kids are getting up at, you know, 8 a.m. to go and work out, and they might have had zero wins last year, but their coach is coming in and making sure that they're trying to get better. And, and it's just been awesome, you know, anywhere from – from very, very good teams to teams that, like I said, weren't very successful. Um, so it's everybody, boys, girls, third graders, seniors, you know. Uh, it's just been really awesome to me to see kind of where where South Dakota basketball is right now. Um, we still have a ton of kids that work really, really hard, that care a lot about their craft. Uh, I got to see a lot of the state, which for me was fun because it's been a long time. Uh, put 4,000 miles on the car this uh, this last July, so now it's in the shop. So I think I just about <laughs> drove it literally into the ground. Um, but, you know, that's okay. Uh, you know, we ask, we ask a lot of our coaches, like you said. Uh, the three of us could not even come close to being able to do what we do without them. Um, I was lucky enough to be able to work with, with every single coach, I think, in Sacred Hoops this summer. Um, and we don't just choose choose these guys just because you know they're they're looking for work or that you know they're not doing anything. We choose them because they share the same values that we do. You know they they care a lot about the kids, um, and like you said, they're trying to get them better as individuals. Shoot, sometimes I'll go and and I'll ask a guy to, to do a drill, and it's almost like I said, it's almost like a motivational speech he's giving out there, man. And that that's awesome, you know, because if we're just teaching basketball, we're not doing our full job. Yeah. And I think we can all agree on that. So it's just been an awesome experience. I mean, coming in a little bit late, but just being able to to really see the dedication from top to bottom as far as coaches and, and athletes and our coaches, too, has just been awesome, awesome. Jordan, from, you know, the get-go, from the planning stages to the grinding sessions to, to the not knowing what was going to happen, yep. um, what – what has it been in comparison to what your vision was when we first when we first laid this out and yeah. thought about what it was going to be? You know, I, I would I would hate to say it exceeded expectations because um, obviously you always want to dream big. But man, I when we had multiple times where we were going through the calendar, I'm like, how is this going to work? I, I just I don't know how that's going to work, and um, that that goes back to kind of what Coach Sam was talking about with our coaches, man. I, Every coach that we have, they want to become, you know, a high school head coach or something like that. And, you know, hopefully some of them will become high school coaches and other guys are right now within the college game and, and they they want the kids to get better. So um, it's been it's been awesome. It's been thankfully kind of easy for us because those guys are they want to go. They want to go do these camps and help the kids and um, a, it helps. It helps us. It helps all the kids at the South Dakota camps, all the um, the teams, and for the high school coaches. Man, it's um, it's kind of nice to be able to have somebody who a they're going to come in and be able to, like Coach said, um, motivational speak. But just when they do the drill, it's not just hey, you guys got to do this drill for five minutes and then we're going to move on. Because if they're messing up, we're going to correct it. We're not just there to you know basically put them through five to ten different drills and then say, all right, guys, you guys did a good job. So um, that that's what I've been, you know, most impressed about with our coaches this summer. Um, 
and like I said, it's it's definitely exceeded my expectations. Um, and then hopefully next year it's going to exceed them again. Well, I think you know we we really started going into this, and we had three different you know three different views. We we looked at how we were going to take our our team aspect of things and try to provide many opportunities for kids if they wanted to play summer basketball, where they didn't have to drive four hours for practices and all that mm -hmm. kind of thing. And and then we really wanted to get into the high school programs as far as the outreach was again. So um, high school kids weren't having to drive three hours to get training, where we were going to come to them and provide high level training with high level expectations. Where we're really sitting down with high school coaches and putting a plan, a true plan together for their kids, so that the things we're teaching them align to what their what their philosophy is and what their what their program looks like. And then then the third thing is just how how we could help. How can we help other people? How can we help other communities, other schools? Uh, like I, I was talking to these guys last night. We were in Stanley County last night. We got to speak to 500, 500 parents and coaches and athletes last night about their role in, in athletics and how they truly are a team outside of the team. If those three aspects are all together and functioning well, it, then you have, a, you have a great athletic program. But if anybody doesn't do their job amongst those three, it starts to tear things apart. And so when, when you look at all these aspects, um, it's, it's been overwhelmingly successful. And I don't want to be in a situation where I think that we're good enough because we, we got so much to do, and we haven't even scratched the surface of where we're going to go with this yet. But to me, when I look back, I look back at, at a, in, in a, with a lot of pride. Um, I remember driving um, six hours to go to Faith, not knowing um, in a small, tiny town what was going to happen by going to a camp in Faith, South Dakota, and then walking in the door and having 52 kids at basketball camp in the morning and the next morning having 52 more kids show up again um some of the greatest things that we've done are been in these little towns and in really isolated from so many things and to see the love of the game and the passion that these kids have and just to want to get better it just reiterates why we're doing what we're doing and the importance of what we're doing so when we looked at like the team aspect uh, we didn't know what we were getting i mean we've ran teams for a long time but team aspects is really about respect, and it's about reputation, and it's about you know some people wanting this and this for their kids and all that kind of stuff. But for us in year one, literally in four months, at the end of this four months, but in literally 30 days, we were able to put together a summer AAU program that had over 30 teams. That's the largest organization in South Dakota, not even close. I mean, you could take the rest and add them up, and I don't know if they'll come into that. That many. And so when I say thank you, I mean, that, that, that's a great thing for us to outreach our hand to and say thank you for trusting us, yep. number one. Um, but I really want to talk about with our teams. We had, we, I, I can't even tell you offhand how many championships our teams won. We had a lot of teams that won and did a lot of great things. And I really don't care about that because it really means nothing to me what they do in the summertime because it means nothing. But some of our biggest success stories when it came to that was um, how our kids – some of our teams that weren't so successful early uh, weren't winning a game in a tournament at all. And then all of a sudden at the end of the last two tournaments are going three and two and four and one. They, they trusted the process and they got better. They developed. I was just counting on the way down today. We not, right now, between our boys and girls 17 U teams, we have 20 athletes who have received a college basketball offer. 20. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. 20 high school athletes in our, in our program right now of college scholarships. And so we're helping those kids who want that for their goal. We had a lot of other kids who just want to be better high school players. 
And for our coaches, at the end of the se- at the end of the summer, we're re- we require all of our coaches to complete an uh, individualized evaluation on every single athlete, and it's got to be open and honest. We tell our coaches, you got to be honest. And when, when when we look at it, we really want them to reflect upon how far has that kid grown as a player. And you can't do that. You can't do that if you're not practicing. And one of the things we really really reiterate, guys, is our teams have to practice. It's not about just let's go play in some tournaments. Because that's not how you get better. Well, because that's how it goes in a lot of different places is, you know, you just get together on the weekends and you play, and we make sure they have a minimum of, what is it, 18 practices yep. in the summer. I mean, that's the only way to really get better because five-on-five five is one thing, but we tell our high school groups all the time that's about the worst thing you can do is just come in and play five-on-five five every single time. So it goes to the – we're serious about trying to get these kids yep. better. You know, we're not just trying to, to get a check and send you to a tournament and good luck. It's – Guys, let's get better. Let's get better for everyone. Get better for yourselves. Get better for your team. And that shows the dedication of our coaches, too, being able to do that because that's tough. I mean, they're doing practices every week, but yeah. they do it, and it's it's awesome. Well, and, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll Jordan jump in on this because Jordan, Jordan's kind of our financial guy, and, and, and um, we're different. Here's how we're uh, – honestly, here's how we're different. I, we, we, uh, when we have meetings, we talk about number of kids that we've reached. We don't care about how many dollars that were either behind or ahead. We had over 72 kids, I counted today, over 72 kids that either played for free or had a majorly reduced tuition cost for them to play on our teams. 72 kids that didn't pay. Um, and that's what we're about. I mean, I'm going to be real honest with you guys. That's, we are about providing opportunities. We had, we, we, we had, we've, we've got some – we're blessed. We've got some great – Sponsors, we got some people who have really stepped up to help us provide those opportunities for kids, so that they don't have to worry about the financial obligation. We had four our all native girls, um, fully funded teams this summer. We had forty young ladies that got to travel in the the upper Midwest, and and what was so cool about that was many of these girls. It was the first time they'd ever been to an AAU tournament. It's the first time they'd ever been to a high level tournament with college coaches in attendance. Um, our 17U group has already got a couple of girls who've got college scholarship offers. Uh, they're going to have an opportunity that they never had before. But the biggest takeaways from those kids was just how much they've improved because of how fast the game was and how they had to change how they play and how much the takeaways of understanding their weaknesses because they're playing against greater players. And um, to me, that's I'm proud of all the kids that we've worked with and all that, but I'm most proud of the opportunity we've given the kids um, here. And to be able to have kids from Sioux Falls on the same team as a kid from from White River or whatever, that's what it's all about. And and uh, I know from my standpoint, I'm 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 really proud of all that. I would say onto that too, um, the kids that they're they're maybe not you know the first ten that somebody is so and so going to invite or. Um, you know, obviously on the radar of everybody. Well, those kids, they, they still got to go back to their high school team this next winter. I know you've talked about that a ton, and it, it's really kind of seen to, man, if, if they're not doing anything, I mean, when the winter comes, it, it's, it's, it could be ugly, you know. It shows. And, it shows. Yeah, it shows. Right and so yeah. just by us giving them that opportunity to be able to go play, who cares if they go get their butt kicked? Like you said, by the end of the summer, they're going to figure it out. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the big things that I've seen because, you know, Obviously, not everybody can go play, um, you know, on the top tier invite, you know, type of stuff. Right. So I can tell you right away that 
this is just talking teams, but outreach too. I mean, we have a pretty good barometer on South Dakota basketball yeah. at this point. I, mean, I could probably yeah. lay out the state yeah. tournament at this point. We've yeah. worked out with almost every school, and you could you could tell you know what teams are working and you know what teams aren't. You know, yep. it's it's night and day different. Well, if anybody wants a if anybody wants a preseason ranking, we can probably give you one because we've worked with every dang school and especially in the A and B ranks, so uh, we can tell you who's going to be the favorites and who aren't. Yeah. So the team wise was great. Our, our our outreach camps I was extremely proud of because of the fact that we were able to reach so many kids and 141 high school program workouts is nuts. Um, but along the way, it was so interesting for us to be able to see. And I got I'm gonna I'm gonna give a couple shout outs today and I don't care if I embarrass them or not um some of the hardest working coaches we had that I encountered this summer were from programs that were the least successful a year ago um I'm going to use coach Andy Hansen at S-Line whose team did not win a game last year and one of the funnest groups that we worked with one of the funnest groups we work with was S-Line boys I, I I'm telling you when we walked into the gym during those times there may not be a group that worked harder that communicated louder that brought it every single day, and it was such a testament to Andy. And, and when you when we work with teams, you can see a lot of the, the the parameter and the things that have been set by their coaches. And man, he's doing it for all the right reasons. How many times did I text you guys after I worked out Esteline? I am moving <laughs> to Esteline. I am moving there because those kids work so hard, man, and they won zero games. Another another group that we loved was Centerville. A, a, another team, another program that 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 didn't have a lot of success last year. Man, did those kids work hard and coaches highly, highly involved. Yep. And I, I, to me, th those are takeaways. Like we get in, we get in the car and we get done and we talk about how hard kids work or how Absolutely. not hard they Absolutely. work. And um, it's the first thing we say. Exactly. It's not about skill. It's not about that. It's about work ethic. It's about attitude. It's about their desire to want to get better. Those are the things that are so important because those are the lifelong lessons you have to take from athletics if you want to be successful in whatever you decide to do. So the outreach camps have been awesome and it's something we're going to we're going to 141 this summer. Here, here's what I'm telling you. Our goal, our goal next summer is to get to 200. That's our goal. I, I put, I literally put 18,000. So I don't even feel bad for Sam. I put 18,000 miles on my car. Same. This just, so, just so you know, his car is like two years old. Mine is still from high school. So 4,000 miles from that car is like a hundred thousand miles. And I told you it's in the shop. It's, I think it's done, man. We're going to get to some questions, but I want to, I want to just real, and we're going to talk a little bit at the end too, but I want to talk a little bit about our vision coming up this fall. Um, we've got a really op awesome opportunity we're putting together with our elite high school leagues where it's going to be kind of invite only for 9th and 10th and then 11th and 12th graders. We're going to try to get 32 to 35 of the best high school players in each one of those age groups where they come together for six weeks and, and play under heavy coaching where they're assigned a team. Um, and, and they're coached by our coaches. We push them really hard. It's college-style games, 20-minute halves. Um, we get college coaches there where kids can play against other really good kids and with other really good kids to help prepare them for the upcoming season. And so we're excited about that. We've got a ton of camp opportunities. We're going to be doing a lot of stuff in central South Dakota in the Pier area, a lot of stuff in Sioux Falls at Rapid City and up in Aberdeen with weekly workouts and camps in all those areas. Uh, we're really uh, we're going to have our middle school five-on-five -five leagues that we'll be running that we really want um, kids to be involved in. And then 
really this next month and a half it's about our fall winter team tryouts for boys and girls who are going to be entering grades four through eight in rapid and in sioux falls and in aberdeen areas and we're even heavily talking right now about getting that going in the peer area as well um but if you go to our website under the uh, fall winter teams tab, you'll see all the information for our winter team tryouts, which start already on August 19th here in Sioux Falls. And we've got three tryouts in Sioux Falls. We've got three in Rapid. We've got a couple in Aberdeen. And, and uh, once again, we're not going to beg for kids to play for us. If, if you're really serious about wanting to be coached and you want to be developed, uh, in the right way, then 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 I would then I would say come check it out. Uh, if you're just wanting to go play in a bunch of tournaments and get patted on the back and have some plastic trophies or whatever, then maybe you need to go play for somebody else. And, and that's just being honest um, to everybody out there. But we we really would love to have you a part of our program on this fall and winter. We're putting together a series of uh, coaches academies, and and that's going to be unveiled here in a really neat uh, near future, where we're going to be doing four coaches academies throughout South Dakota. Uh, going to be geared for youth coaches all the way up to high school coaches. Think of a coaching clinic kind of on steroids where there will be some classroom opportunities to talk about things like dealing with parents and practice planning and uh, how to uh, parental meetings and parent, uh, uh, athlete meetings in the classroom and then actually on-court demonstrations where we'll go live into offensive and defensive schemes and drills and things like that. And so we're going to strategically have one in all four areas of South Dakota. And uh, we're already working on right now where uh, coaches who attend will be able to get some college credit as well. So um, we're really excited about that aspect of it um, and really just trying to continue to expand the game uh, for what we do. So that was, you know, this little bit. We'll talk a little bit more about yep. that too, guys, as we get going. But yep. I want to take a couple of these questions, and I'll, I'll throw it out to you guys. And then perfect, Sam and those guys know that if I start on it, then we may not get to anything else today. So um, we'll kind of see what we got. So we got quite a few people chiming in on this. So I, I want to take, um, uh, first of all, Trent Strand. I, I love Trent. Trent. Trent's one of these guys, man. Trent's talking to us about once a week on Facebook. So Trent, uh, thanks for shouting out a lot. So, um, but qu question for podcast. First of all, thanks for bringing AAU basketball to West River. Hey, I honestly long overdue. I'm a, I'm a West River guy. I grew up in Columbus, South Dakota, and, and uh, to be honest with you, we had no opportunities like this when when I was growing up. So um, it's you say thank you. I say thank you for letting us, Trent. Thank you to all the West River people who allowed us. It was a major success. I thought our best 17U team, no, no, nothing against my kids. I love my team. I thought they finished great. Our most talented 17U team was our West River team um, that we had. Um, many didn't have the means to get on the East River. Yeah, no doubt about it. My question for the podcast is how do you feel the various boys, girls, high school coaches have accepted and welcomed you and the program? Well, first of all, the great question. Um, yeah, it's been great. I mean, honestly, I think w one of the easiest things is is I mean, I, I've been a high, head high school coach for almost twenty years, so I've I've got a great relationship with the vast majority of all the high school coaches in this state, and I think most of them know I'm not going to come in and do something dumb. Um, I'm not going to teach things that they're not going to want, and part of the thing is just us sitting down and communicating with That's them and good. letting them know that they have input into what they want and how we're going to teach it. Um, it's always almost, you're always going to have coaches that are guarded, and I respect that. I respect those coaches who are guarded on their program. Uh, trust me, when I was coaching, especially my first eight, nine years, I was most definitely one of the most guarded coaches in South Dakota. But I eventually learned that, hey, you're only as good as how much you learn. And when you get stuck in a rut and you think that only your way is the only way to do things, eventually it's going to get, you're going to get caught. You're going to, it's going to catch up to you. 
So you have to be willing to expand. You have to be learn, willing to learn and grow just like you want your athletes to. You as a coach have to be able to do that as well. You only learn by, by, by being around other people and by talking to other people and by seeing other things. It's, it's how you learn. So I think it's also a great opportunity for, for coaches as we come in to maybe see how a drill can be run differently, how a different uh, idea for how to run something is, um, not just on individual skill development, but we run a ton of team offensive and defensive yeah. drills. Yeah. So I think it's been great. So Trent, I think overall it's been good. I'll let these two expand on that as well. Yeah, I'd say without a doubt. I mean, um, like I said, with Coach talked about being able to go in and, and to find out what the coaches are uh, um, doing and, w and what they want to have done. Um, I find the most joy in that because you're able to go into a certain program and you're be able to you're basically just doing what they tell you, right? But you're doing it in your own way, and they're saying this is what I like, this is what we like to do. Um, and then we're able to kind of adjust it a little bit in, in our own way and, and still do it and get the things done. So um, that's, that's what I, I get. I get really excited when the coaches are there and they're really helping you dive in. Yeah, I mean, usually the first thing we do when we walk in, if the coach is there, we'll say, you know, is there anything you want us to focus on? Is there anything you want us to focus on? Is there anything you want us to, to really do uh, that, that you haven't done before? So it's important that the coaches know that like like uh alan said i mean we're not just going in there just you know doing a cookie cutter workout that doesn't mean anything it's what can we do to help you guys out you know that's that's really what we're trying to do um from a player's perspective whether any coach wants to hear it or not uh coaches voices get repetitive and it get you get tired of hearing the same thing over and over and over and over again but once in a while, if somebody else comes in and says the same thing that you've been saying over and over again, it might click for that head coach. You know, that player might say, oh, my head coach is right. You know, my coach has been saying that's exactly what coach always says. You know, so sometimes it, it helps to have just a different voice saying saying the same thing because that's just when it clicks. Well, and I think it goes back down to the whole premise of why we're doing it. I, we're not we're doing this to try to help make. Uh, South Dakota basketball better. We're trying to help everybody. It's not just about us getting in with the kids. I want to help every coach if they need help. I, I was able to, to be where I'm at today because I had some veteran coaches, uh, people like Tom Schlimgen and Tom Young, who when I was first starting out, who really helped me. They mentored me. They made sure that if I needed something, they knew I was that they were there for me. And, and I utilized them. And it, it helped me become a better coach. Um, and so I know the importance of to, for kids to have the most ultimate experience athletically. They need not just people helping them with the game, but they need uh, other um, coaches. They need parents who are fully invested. And the more knowledge, the more things that they can take away from it, the better it is for the kids. So, uh, Trent, we really appreciate um, we really appreciate that question. Uh, let's see. We'll, we'll go to a, a shout out to. One of the guys I used to coach against down at down at Bonholm, Mr. Uh, Craig Libis, uh, he says we have a lot of kids competing in fall sports, which is awesome. I think honestly, before we get started, that question, kids, you need to compete in much as you can. High school athletics only happens one time. Do not be a one sport athlete. You're going to regret it. You have to be involved. Your if you're if you're an athlete, the more sports you participate in, the better it is for your not just for your school. But, but mostly for your teammates, a lot of those teammates you're going to play with in the winter in basketball, are you're going to expect them to help you. So how can you help them? Because not everybody basketball is not everyone's number one sport, and so um, it, it it goes a long way with being a good teammate by by doing those things. And I think it makes you a more well-rounded person for you too. Uh, but he says, 
How do the kids balance those sports and still improve on the court and get ready for the winter? How do they properly balance that? That that is a phenomenal, phenomenal question. So I'm gonna these two tackle first because I could maybe write a dissertation on this thing. So <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let the golfer go first. Ooh, see, I played <laughs> golf in high school. And uh, golf actually helped my basketball game because I played so poorly on the course that I always wanted to go do something I was really good at. So then I would go play basketball. But I don't want you to think that you need to put in two or three hours every night. Um, that's just not the case, you know. So what do we? What, we were talking to the kids in Florence yesterday, and what do we say? Twenty-five minutes a day. I mean, twenty minutes a day. There's there's ball handling stuff you can do in your room, in your garage. You know what I mean? There's. There's so many different things that you can do to improve, to improve your own game, that don't take, don't even take a basket, you know, don't even take a hoop, and it doesn't take two or three hours for sure. So, I would say learning those drills that you can do on your own in a short amount of time, and just being really efficient with your work, you know, going in and getting, you can get a ton of shots up in 15 minutes if you work your butt off, you know. You can get a lot accomplished if you're not just going in there and talking. And so, if you're serious about wanting to continue to play and continue to work, even though you got a lot of stuff going on, you can be really efficient. And we can. I I got a ton of ton of things I can show you right now. You know. Yeah, and I, I would touch on that too. You know, with the a lot of uh, programs, football programs. I'm sure you guys are still lifting in the regular season. Um, so it, it goes the same thing with basketball. Obviously, you're not going to go in and try to personal record your your bench press and your squat on a on a game day um but but the day before the day after you can go in and like coach said you can get 20 minutes of just some really good light shooting work some other things you can go the ball handling three to five minutes um all that is 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 going to be great for you rather than you know taking two weeks off man the basketball feels like a like a a lost object yeah like a you know when you you take off two weeks and you, you lose a lot um it's the same thing with lifting same thing with other stuff that you do you take two weeks off i mean it, it it takes you back i don't know probably about a week who knows um i don't know if there's ever been an actual study on that, we'll but. do one we'll do one <laughs> so well i think this uh, basketball is a repetitive skill sport so anything that requires skill um, requires repetition in order to be really good at it and so um, to me as a high school coach i always said the most important time for my kids to get ready for the season actually was the two months prior to the start of the season um, you could work your rear end off all summer long and shoot 20,000 shots, but if I take the next two and a half months off, I've flushed all 20,000 shots down the toilet. So uh, if you're in a fall sport, your sport that you're participating in has to come first. But I think that if I'm a cross-country runner or a football athlete or a volleyball player, um, I have to be able to find at least twice a week where I can get into the gym for 20 to 25 minutes and just get repetition up. So repetition of shots, uh, repetition of ball handling, because those are the skill things. Those are the skill things. I don't think you need – matter of fact, if you're playing a fall sport, uh, you, you shouldn't be jacking around playing five-on-five five in the court, in the gym with a bunch of friends and all that kind of stuff. You need repetition. And so set a goal every week, you know, whether it be I'm going to get 300, 300 shots up or whether it's going to be I'm going to get 150 makes in it. It doesn't have to be high volume, but what you need to do is to be able to maintain – the skills that you created over the summer. And, and so your focus is if you're in a fall sport is not necessarily maybe how do you can enhance it, but how can you just maintain it? Now, if you're not in a fall sport, your rear end needs to be working, and it needs to be working really hard. 
Um, there was no reason for you to be sitting on a sitting on the on the couch. I just seen a deal on TV the other day. They're having people are hiring coaches for Fortnite for crying out loud. And one of, one of my good buddies, uh, who's a head coach up at Minneapolis North, said uh, put out a great uh, a great great quote yesterday on his Facebook page, and he said something about to the effect of. Uh, the winter time, this winter when basketball season starts, nobody's going to care how good you are at Fortnite. So uh, trust me, if that's your main focus, and just using that for an example because that's what most kids are doing, if that's your number one focus, then, then, then if you want to be good at a sport, that's, don't, don't expect the results that, that you want mentally if you haven't put the time into it. So you just got to be able to find a balance, but most definitely if you're not maintaining what you're doing, you're going to lose out. So you have to be able to do that. So thanks, Craig, uh, for that question. Good question. And I appreciate the shout-out for what we do for St. Mary. I love, I love working with St. Mary's. It's another group that just works there, hind-end off. Um, we'll take, there, there's a couple more here we'll take, and then I think we'll kind of wrap up here. Um, Greg Kaler. Greg's one of the guys who works for us uh, doing outreach camps. He's a student assistant at Dakota State University, and uh, Greg's done a great job, very passionate and, and all that. So he has, uh, he said, uh, all the Sacred Hoops practices camps were intense. Greg attended a lot of them. Uh, he said Sacred Hoops focused on the basics, the intangible things of basketball. How important are the intangibles uh, when it comes to the game of basketball? So I'll let you guys talk a little bit about that as well. Go for it. You want me to go? Yeah. Oh, shoot. I mean, I would say, honestly, just about everything is important within the game when you really break things down. Um, you know, I, I'm a big... I was always a big uh, defensive guy um, when I played. Um, so, you know, some intangible things within just the own, your own team, um, kind of the trust issues that some kids have. You know, the one thing I always see with younger kids is um, when they're playing defense, and it drives me nuts, is kids are always, 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 always worried about their own man. Um, and so they're always thinking, well, if I get scored on, then um, it's basically it's my fault where when you start playing higher levels, if, if your guy scores because he beat you, I mean, I, ca I can't guard Sam one-on-one. So if he beats me, I, I, I got to know there's – Alan can. But, I can. No, uh, neither you can. <laughs> I got to know that the trust, the intangible things, I, I got to know trust is there. I got to know my teammates are there. Um, and so that, that's one thing that I, I would say that's uh, – shoot, that's almost as important as, you know, your skill um, on, on most things. So Absolutely. talking – um, is a huge one for us. I know Sam is huge on that. Uh, yeah. I've heard it every level from every every coach that we've been with that said every level, if you don't talk, you don't play. Um, and that, so that has nothing to do with your skill. Uh, Can I give you – I'll give you my I'll, I'll give you my three. And I'm yeah. say, these are the three biggest intangibles in the game of basketball. The three of them. The three biggest. So we talk about intangibles. Number one is toughness. You want to be a good basketball player, you got to find toughness. When I, toughness is physical toughness, mental toughness. Yep. Huge, huge, huge. Got to be tough. And that, that comes with needing to be coached. Right? Yep. So that, that falls into that. Number two is communication. The best players and the best teams communicate on a regular basis. They communicate. They communicate not just with each other on the court, but they communicate with, with each other off the court. It's, it's a full rounded approach and then the third most important one is work ethic um, 
the one thing you control every night is how hard you work. That's the one thing you control. A lot of things about basketball is uncontrollable based off of what teams try to do to take you out of what you're good at. The well-coached teams will make things difficult for you, even if you're highly skilled. But you control your work ethic. So when I look at our practices and what we teach in our kids, you're gonna, you come to our practice, you may not have a kid involved, you're going to see three intangibles that are going to be requirements. These are non-negotiables. These are our expectations if you play for us. You're going to have to communicate. You're going to have to play with some toughness. And you're going to have to work your rear end off. Yep. And if those three things come out of the summer basketball or the fall winter basketball, you have just got one of the greatest gifts that you can have not just as an athlete, but those three things will get you through anything and everything in life. So, Yeah, I mean, to piggyback exactly off what you said, shout out to uh, Coach Becker from Pier, but what he is, always used to say, and one thing that I've kept my entire career is the two things he used to say that you can control is effort and attitude. Yep. Okay, effort and attitude. And exactly like Alan just said, um, your effort has to be there. That's the biggest intangible, to, and to me, that's just the biggest thing. Um, if you're not working hard, you can cover up a lot of things working hard. Yep. You know, you can cover up a lot of a lot of skill working hard. Okay, look, I did that my entire career it was just based off hard work. I mean, I'm not the tallest, I'm not the fastest, I'm not the most athletic, but I worked the hardest every time. And attitude too, um, being coachable. Being positive with your teammates when things aren't going down or when things aren't going your way, um, you know certain things like that. You can spend a lot of time down on yourself, focusing on the things you can't control, focusing on the refs, focusing on the crowd, focusing on the other team, that sort of stuff. It's completely out of your control, and it's just a waste of time, to be honest. So if you can just focus on the things you can control, like like we've just talked about, all those intangible things, I can almost guarantee you're going to be a successful player. Well, I think we're just checking out a couple of our questions here. All great points. This is probably the most important question of any that have been asked uh, of, of all. So I want you guys to think this is your 30-second pause you have in your translation. Okay, got it. Sam. This has to come from which Rich Winter. I'm going to guarantee it. Um, but it says, uh, question for Alan and Jordan. I'm going to throw Sam in on this as well. After you guys traveled all across the state, What's the best thing you ate all summer? (laughs) So much fast food, dude. (laughs) So much. We tell our athletes that nutrition is the number one key to having having a successful body. I I went from, I try to run about four miles a day. And and, um, after some of our road trips, I think I got to run about six or seven. But there was a really cool, I'll, I'll start. There was a really cool place in Faith. Um, little sandwich type of wrap shop. It had. It was also typical small town. It was. It was a dual. It was a dual uh, uh, business. It was a. It was a uh, wrap shop and a boutique all in one. So I could get some great cowgirl jeans there you uh, go. And, and have a wonderful wrap at the same time. Nice. Uh, they had smoothies and all that. And I wish I knew the, remember the name of it. I'll get it and we'll, we'll give a shout out to them sometime. But <laughs> it was we ate back to back days, phenomenal wraps, unbelievable smoothies. It was and it was actually healthy. So it was that was my number one eatery of That's in Faith, good. South Dakota all summer uh, long. Kill for creations. You know what? That might K- be Kepler, it. Kepler what? Creations. Ke- I'll pull it up. Ke- Kel- <laughs> Keeper or Kelfer Creations. That, that's our that's our uh, 
our main man, Bruce Hoyer, is already <laughs> searching that for us. <laughs> How about you two? What, what do you got? I can't even think. I know. I stayed uh, with a lot of staples. I stayed with a yeah, lot of Yeah, we did. Taco Pete. Bell after So we got a whole nerd. That's a whole nerd segment. Jordan Jordan's infatuation oh, with Taco Bell, man. I'm, I'm telling you, me half so much Taco Bell, with Jordan. Not, Every not. time you want to go Taco Bell? No, I don't want to go. Taco yeah, Keffler Trent Strand says uh, Keffler Creations, and there it is, right <laughs> up there. So Keffler Creations, shout out to you, the best rap that I had all <laughs> summer. <laughs> And they have a coffee, listen now, they have a coffee smoothie thing there. That yeah. If you're driving through Faith, I'm telling you right now, if you're going to Rapid, take an hour and a half diversion. <laughs> diversion, you will not be uh, disappointed in, in the Rapid, in the, in the, in the uh, coffee smoothie you're going to have at Kepler Creation. It, good. It, it got me going. So thanks, Trent, for clarifying <laughs> that. Um, hey, we wanted to just kind of get back to, to, to what we had started with, with the podcast. It was kind of funny. The podcast had taken on a life of, of its own. We've seen a few other places start to want to do one yeah. after we started it, and that's, that's good. If you're wanting to help out basketball, I'm all, I'm all for it. And yep. Sometimes the most biggest sign of respect is emulation, to be real honest yep. with you. So we appreciate that. Um, but I just want to remind everybody what we got coming up, our Elite League. We've already got several kids um, that have signed up for that. We got more invitations going out this week. So we want, uh, if you're interested, it's already up online. You can jump on there and register for our Elite High School League. Uh, winter, fall, winter tryouts, August and September. Get on there and get going. We look forward to being able to work with you. And we have a lot of coaches who are excited to coach our, our winter teams this winter. Um, practices start mid-October and, and then we start tournaments in November. And then um, our, wor our workouts. We've got individual workouts this afternoon already. Um, contact Sam and Jordan and I via email and, and, uh, or on Facebook. And, and if, you want, if you want to get worked out, we're available. And, and we work with a ton of kids and, and all that. And, and we want to work with you to help make you better. And then be looking for all of our camp opportunities and ramping. Sioux Falls, Aberdeen, Pier, all over the place that we have going on this fall. And uh, our free camps this weekend. And our free camp this weekend, yeah. fr Friday, in Rapid City. Uh, we have a free camp in Rapid City at General Beadle Elementary. Um, get out there. And then Sunday, we've got our free camp here in Sioux Falls. Yep. Um, so we want you out there. There's a reason why we're doing this. So like I said, we don't sit down and worry about how much money we're making. We, 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 our, our goals is how many kids we're reaching. And um, that's what we're about, and that's what this program will continue to be about, about expanding the game of basketball and hopefully giving as many kids opportunities as we possibly can. So for Sam and for Jordan and for myself, thank you. Thank you for allowing Sacred Hoops to be a part of South Dakota basketball. And we want as many people a part of our Sacred Hoops family as it can be. So thank you, and, and God bless, and have a great rest of your day.